This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Jason Laidler here with the world-famous Ted Wallace. And glad you're joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning. Ted, I'm glad you're joining us, too. Good morning. This is not a pre-recorded program, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is not a pre-recorded program. Is this thing on? Uh, it has been the last couple of weeks. Sorry if, if, we, if, 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 if we caused any confusion. Uh, we apologize for that. We're back. We were off for a couple of weeks, uh, a little vacation break. Um, and I know some people were thinking, why are they talking? What is it? One, one of the shows we were talking it was something really dated. D-Day. It was D-Day, yes. It was D-Day two weeks ago or three weeks ago yes, or something and, like that. And it, and it wasn't. And it wasn't. Of course, Clearly it wasn't. it wasn't. So if we left any confusion or caused any confusion, we apologize but for that. The but the show had a great guest with the VP of Industrial Alliance talking about the solution to avoiding probate, which we talk about here every week on the Avoid Probate Show. By the way, Ted, you're looking very uh, rested. You're looking very well. Your holiday was good. For I, you? I didn't go anywhere. I um, I did some work around the house. My my um, <laughs> I've recently been gifted, and I and I use this term loosely. I've recently been gifted uh, boxes, boxes Bo- of boxes. stuff that um, I had. Um, was sitting with, with in, in my daughter's possession. It's a long story. Storage. Yeah, exactly. Old storage. So, and she has moved, and so, so she said, well, listen, Dad, I got all the stuff that, uh, that, you know, that we had sort of put aside together. And, 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 and oh, here you go. And I'm like, oh, God, where are we going to put all this stuff? And, of course, so I sat there one day, one Saturday. I sat around the house by myself, and I went through one box, and I went through, I mean, stuff from... From when I worked in radio in 1976 in Montreal, and I'm reading wow. old, and I got to tell you a funny thing. I'm reading a memo from when I worked at uh, Q107, we went on the air in 77, I think, something like that. And the rules in the studio, no, no coffee, no beverages, <laughs> okay, no drinking, oh. like, like no, no beverages at all, yeah. no food. Um, please use the ashtray when you're smoking. Use the ashtray. <laughs> Instead of what, the floor? Right, right, it's right in the memo. And I thought, boy, you could not post this memo today. Uh, so anyway, so I went through all this stuff. And, and, and you know, it's, it's tough. You know, we talked about this many times before. People downsize. Yes. And one of the most difficult things is getting rid of things that are near and dear to you. Or at least you think they're near and dear to you. Because you've had them in your possession for yeah. so long, yeah. but meanwhile you haven't read it or seen it in twenty years. How near and dear is it to you? 
Oh my goodness! Uh, if my wife was here right now, you know, we talked about the the basement flood that we had uh, before the holiday. Yes. We're still dealing with it, of course. And part of the basement was storage, mm-hmm. and and of course, and and there was stuff in there. To your point about boxes yeah. of of ancient uh, artifacts, mm-hmm. and and my wife was like, you know, can we get rid of this? Can we get rid of that? Can we get rid of this? And and before the flood, um, I would just like I, I didn't understand. Honey, why is it bothering you? Like it's under the house. It's not. You're not tripping over it. It's not in your way. I don't understand why there was this this bent to get rid of this stuff. And yeah, of course, I'm not. I'm not probably going to fit into my university leather jacket that I used <laughs> to wear. You know, yeah, yeah. with pride. Yeah. But doesn't mean I want to throw in the garbage. I don't know. I. I she thinks I'm a hoarder. Um, maybe I have some hoarding tendencies. Uh, probably come by it honestly. But I was also, the, the flip side of that, got this call from a listener. Um, great call. And keep the calls coming in, listeners. We love them. And, and it's it's always interesting and happy to speak to anybody anytime uh, to answer your questions. And this guy admitted to me on the phone that he is a minimalist. Mm-hmm. And I really had to get my head around that because I'm not. I would be almost the opposite of a minimalist. And I'm not I'm not bragging about that. No, I know you're not. But, but I just thought, oh my goodness, good for you. I don't know. I couldn't do it. And I've been in people's houses. Maybe you have too. When you walk in there, and there's like nothing on the table. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on the counter. The, yeah. You know, it's it's just there's a couple pieces of furniture. I mean, not because they're poor. No, it's just that they. It's it's easier to keep neat. I guess it is. It's the old adage, well, here goes, that's a nice dust collector, and, and I know, unfortunately, but, many of them are. But where do you put all your stuff if, well, you're, if you're a minimalist? I don't get it. Well, that's the problem, too, you know, and I'm one of these people, and I don't, and I don't do this often. In fact, I very seldom do I do this, and, and, and I'm glad I don't, which is going to antique shops. I love I, it. I, I, I love, love going to antique so shops. So do I. I've been after, I want to get myself a really nice old typewriter, and I know exactly where I want to put it. I've got it. one. Oh, you do? I do. Not electric. Um, no, I get it. No, the old-fashioned kind. It's in my garage collecting you, dust. Oh, can I have it? Yep. Cheers. How, how much? I don't know. Make me an offer I can't refuse. Two bucks. Done. Thank you. So, um, uh, and that's one of those things where I'm thinking, like, okay, so good. Uh, now I just bought myself a dust collector. Yeah. But that's okay. And they are dust collectors. They're hard to clean. Yeah, they are. But, again, you know, I've got these mementos, and they've got meaning. I, I know. I, I hate to throw them away, but I have the, the toughest time. Even like when my granddaughter draws something, exactly. But you can't. It's and it's you like can't keep it all. It's like birthday cards. Do you, do you hang on to birthday cards? <laughs> well, there's some like unspoken time limit, right? That you're supposed to, maybe, yeah. Maybe till the next birthday. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, sure. I mean, I have birthday cards uh, hand drawn from my daughter and from my son. Uh, um, thank God I didn't keep all of them, but, but some of them I did manage to hang on to, and, and, and I will continue to keep those. This is a true story. I was going through a, a stack of cards, found them in a drawer. Yeah. They were not just birthday. They were all occasions. Um, one from my, my grandparents, my Scottish grandparents, who are no longer here. I'm not kidding. There was a $100 bill in the card. No. Been there for 10 years or something like that. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. So now I, I look in every card. I just totally forgot. I almost tossed it. I almost just threw it in the bin, which is what I was doing with everything else. How much money do you think has been thrown in the garbage over the years by people inadvertently? Can't imagine. They talk about this when uh, when somebody when Grandpa passes away, mm-hmm. and uh, the kids, the adult children, and 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 Grandma are going through his stuff, and 
trying to sort it out, maybe putting some clothes to the charity, and, and these clothes are not going to the charity. I mean, unless you go through every pocket, which is time-consuming, and, and then even are you going to go through all the books? We had uh, the consignment guy on the show as a guest a yeah. long time ago saying yeah. people put, money, put stuff in books all the time. Yes, they do. I've, I've got books, books and books and books, and are people going to go through all If you don't go through it all, I mean, can't imagine how much money. I, there was some story a few years ago about a TV that was that turned up at like Goodwill or something, and there was like fifty grand in the back of the TV or something like that. Now, what do you do? And they found they found the owner. Yeah, in this case, but I don't know. Yeah, and that, and that's another thing too. It's you know, and you find that with artwork, people will, will buy something at a garage sale yep. for yep. eight ten dollars only because well, look at that green is is going to match the green that we've just painted the living room. And that's why they buy it. Yeah, it's uh, just got, you just got to watch Antique you know, Roadshow. Happens all the time. And and <laughs> and they buy it, and and then all of a sudden they they realize, my my goodness, this is this is a Tom Tom Thompson original, you know, and it's worth like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now, do you do you go back to the house where you bought it at the garage sale and say, I bought this from you for yeah. fifteen dollars? You probably don't know it's worth seven hundred and fifty thousand. Do you go back? I'd have to go back. I would feel so guilty. And what if they said, "Well, thank you. Here's your fifteen dollars back." No, 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 no. It doesn't work. No, that no, way. no. I would. You would have to. It doesn't work that way. I watched, uh, and and I'll give you an example of of why you know you need to cut an honest deal. I'm watching uh, um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing a, a couple of weeks ago, and Tom Brady throws his six hundredth touchdown reception. Okay. Which is a record-breaking and historic moment for Mr. So. Brady. Okay. Well, it is. So the guy who catches it, the receiver, catches the ball, and as is tradition, he flips the ball to a kid in, uh, in, in, the, in the crowd the wearing a, a, a jersey, a Tampa Bay jersey. Whoops. Whoops. Want to get the ball back. They cut a deal with the guy, or with his father, I guess. Yeah. They gave him two seasons tickets for the rest of this year yeah. and for next year. Wow. A signed home jersey from Brady, a signed uh, visitor's jersey from Brady, some footballs, a signed helmet, <laughs> a signed uh, um, jersey from uh, the receiving, uh, the guy who, who caught the ball, just a whole whack of stuff. Probably worth about 50, 50 or so thousand dollars. But they figure the ball could be worth a half a million. Speaking of dust collectors, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these, these signed jerseys that people hang up in their house, I don't get that either, but anyway... Uh, did you want to talk? Oh, about- I know, now I know what not to get you. That's Christmas. right. That's right. You, you have my podcast. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, give, us a, give us an update. How's it going? It's going really well. Thank you very much. Uh, we're, we're, um, I have listened. I told you I'm a regular listener. And yes, and I appreciate. Very it. enjoyable. I, and and very interesting you know, guests. I have, I have a great uh, great team, and we've uh, been very fortunate. We've had some great guests, Lloyd yep. Robertson, and um, we had uh, recently. We had also. Uh, not, not, I don't want to get anybody thinking that all we do is interview people in, in the newsroom, but Peter Mansbridge as well, who's just written a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Mercer is coming up to Comedian. Uh, this week, uh, you tune in, you'll hear uh, Terry O'Reilly. Nice. As of, as of Thursday of this week. No, sorry, Thursday of last week, so it's now, you can hear it now. And now I'm confused, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a new episode every Thursday, but the episodes stay there forever. Got it. So the last episode we dropped on Thursday, 
Got four it. days ago, uh, features Terry O'Reilly, who's a broadcaster and an author, who's written a book called My Big Mistake. And what it is, it's a compilation of all these great stories of people who've made a mistake that turned out to be a good thing in the end. For example, Serge Savard, the great um, uh, Hall of Fame Montreal Canadian hockey player, Hall of Famer. Yep. Serge Savard, signed by the Montreal Canadiens Hockey Club, plays one year and uh, is supposed to be released. He's in, okay. in his junior years. Supposed to be released because they don't have room for him. And they figured, no, no, we got other guys we want to keep. Well, there's a, a clerical error. Somebody forgot to in, include his name on the list. Come training camp, he shows up and they're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Well, nobody told me not to come here. Yeah. Oh, made a mistake. So he ends up staying. He ends up winning like the rookie of the year and ends up being a Hall of Famer. So their mistake. Got it. Kept him with the team. And that's what it is, a collection of those kinds of isn't there, great stories. Isn't there a word for that? Isn't that uh, serendipity or something like that? Something like that, yes. Hmm. Okay. I'll accept that. Will judges accept that? <clears throat> judges will accept that. Well, this is, um, we're here today, of course, uh, talk to people about all things probate. It's not serendipity. We're here with a mission, and we will uh, address that mission, I think, when we get back from this first break. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember... Insert your name. And we're heartbroken because... Insert your name. ...did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of... Insert your name. ...have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Walshin. Jason Laidler is with us. He, of course, is the sole proprietor of avoidprobate.ca. You may contact him with your thoughts, your comments, your questions. Anytime during the day, info at avoidprobate, one word, info at avoidprobate.ca, or you may call, and there is a toll-free number, 1-844-667-7628, 1-844-667-7628. The use of primary, secondary, tertiary, and quaternary wills <laughs> in estate planning. I didn't yeah. even know there was such a word as quaternary. Quaternary. Well, look, Ted, you learned something today. Um, I wanted to talk about this, you know, as a follow-up. Uh, we had Andrew Monroe from Clapperton Monroe Law here talking about use, the use of a secondary will to avoid the probate on the principal residence. Welcome, by the way, if you're just tuning into the Avoid Probate Show uh, Jason and Ted here talking about all things probate-related. Um, I have to admit, over the, the break, I, I was guilty of doing some work. In fact, one, <laughs> one lady called, and the very first thing she said when I answered the phone, she said, you're supposed to be on holiday. And I said, yeah, you're right, but uh, I did a little bit of work, including, including some follow-up on, on our meeting with Andrew a few weeks ago. So mm. I've got an article here. And I just want to extend and expand on, on what the message was. By the way, um, we also have podcasts from all the past shows available on the website. Yes. I know you just gave the website out. That's good. And, and so you can go 
to avoidprobate.ca. That is the web address. The landing page has a button right on the front that says click here to hear past episodes. You know, so Andrew's, uh, the show with Andrew is there along with all the other past episodes. And I keep forgetting to remind the listeners, there is um, a probate calculator on the website, a free calculator for you to play with, plug in your numbers or mom's numbers, and you'll get a very, very accurate idea of what you can expect uh, the probate um, fees to look like. So that's that's there for people to play with as well. So getting back to uh, multiple wills as a planning strategy. Yeah, and I didn't. He had mentioned that essentially that you need to have at least two wills. Not everybody needs two wills. But but if you want a a, a, what is called a a bear trust, Uh, yeah, the bear trust must be in a second will. Yeah. So sure, in that case, you're right. Um, Okay. Well, I'll I'll just read what's on some of this article here because it, it speaks to all that. It says the use of multiple wills in estate planning is not. A new concept for estate practitioners to explain briefly, multiple wills are often created as an estate administration tax, i.e. probate tax planning mechanism. Remember, probate is the slang term for the estate administration tax. One will, also known as the primary will, governs assets that require a certificate of appointment of a state trustee, um, probate, to administer. One will, the secondary will, governs assets that do not require probate to administer, and another will, the tertiary will, governs other assets. Additional wills such as, to use your word, Ted, quaternary, quaternary, I'm going to work on that, quaternary will can also be used in certain circumstances described below, which I'll, which I'll get to. And Andrew made the point that um, it's, it's important to not have these wills tainted. In other words, if you've got the bear trust set up, and you've got other assets um, such as shares of a Canadian-controlled private corporation, which don't need to be probated. They can all be in the same secondary will. We just can't. Uh, you, you've got to be careful. Not you. Your your estate planning lawyer has to be careful that uh, they don't cross the streams, so to speak, and contaminate the will because then it's all going to be probated and all your efforts are, are for naught. Mm-hmm. The use of multiple wills is particularly useful for individuals that have significant assets and shares of a privately held company. I just mentioned that. Often a family company. In the normal course, shareholders of a privately held company will not require a will to be probated in order for an estate trustee to administer the shares owned by a deceased individual. Rather, the shareholders will likely see the will itself as sufficient evidence. Typically, assets such as um, bank accounts and real estate are included in a primary will. These are assets that the will require the estate trustee to interact with third parties and will likely require a probate from the court. Of course, if you've taken our advice um, here on the Avoid Probate Show, if there's investment assets, non-registered assets, in particular at the bank, if you've taken our advice, we've shifted those assets out of the bank over to the insurance company where now you can put beneficiaries on that non-registered account, which you could not do before when it was at the bank. And by definition... Because there's a beneficiary on that investment account at the insurance company, it will not require probate. Uh, so that's that's the solution. That's the the best kept secret in the country. I keep saying because the bank's not going to tell you to move your money. So a real live uh, mathematical example to to make the point here of the benefit of the second will. So as of January 2020, the amount of probate tax payable for an estate is is approximately 15 grand. For each thousand dollars of value of the estate exceeding fifty thousand dollars, remember the first fifty thousand bucks 
is probate exempt as far as the province is concerned. Repeatedly get the question from listeners who call in, uh, say there was thirty five grand in, in mom's checking account and the bank is requiring probate. That's an unfortunate situation. I wish, I don't know, I wish we had an easy solution for these people. I feel terrible because it is the bank's discretion, off on a bit of a tangent here, it is the bank's discretion to require the probate. It, it protects the bank. That's them, you know, protecting their, their backside. Yeah. Even though, in that case, no probate's owing to the province. And when that happens, my advice, usually, is to appeal to the manager, offer to sign a letter of indemnity, uh, getting them off the hook, confirming that this, this thirty-five grand in this case is the entire estate. You know, there isn't another million dollars somewhere else. And sometimes that can work, sometimes it can't. It's an individual situation. But anyway, getting back to my example, as a simple example, if the value of an estate on the date of the individual's death is 500000 remember probate, the amount of probate payable is based on the value of the estate on the date of death. Got a call from a listener, I think it's been eight years since dad passed away. They still have the house, the sister's living in it. He's asking me, you know, can we probate it or do we got to wait for the sister to move out? And I said, no, you can probate it today because it doesn't matter what's happened to the value of the property in the meantime. That's a, that's a different animal. The probate owing is solely based on the value on the date of death, and that doesn't change. It, it's worth what it was worth. It doesn't change. So, yeah, go ahead and probate the, the house. But how would you know how much it was worth back then, unless you would... Yeah, good question. I mean, I guess you, you got to make estimates. You could ask a realtor to do some to do some math on it. You could use uh, annual low, like generalized inflation rates uh, with regard to real estate... In, you know, in particular, this happens. This question comes up all the time when when um, we're talking about selling the cottage or deciding which house to declare as the principal residence. We've talked about this on the show before. You only get one principal residence exemption, and so if you sell the cottage, you really got to do the math and figure out well which one should you claim as the principal residence because you want you want to save the most tax possible. So where where's the biggest pending tax bill? Well, how do you know? You know, you got to you've owned both of them for thirty years. There's a bit of overlap. It's you, you know you you do average increases in real estate values yeah. and just obtain an average amount of three, four, five percent a year kind of thing. And you could do that. You could reverse engineer that and go back. Because I would imagine that in some cases, people's cottages are worth more than the homes that they live in because they they may live in the cottage say um, from April through to the end of November. Yeah. At which point they go and they bounce back and forth between Florida or Arizona and, and a condo that they have downtown because they need to have a place in in the city, as, as it were. But that may be a smaller unit versus a huge cottage. That's right. That's right. And in in your case, you know, either property could be considered the principal residence. you got to do the math on it. Right. So, okay, I want to finish this example here. In this case, it's a half million dollar value. 300,000 of this amount represents shares of a privately held company and 200,000 of in of this amount in this example represents uh the proceeds of a bank account so the following would occur so we've got 300 in the in the company 200 in a regular bank account if the individual only has one will then the estate will pay probate tax on the entire value of the estate the 500 grand that i was talking about including those assets where probate was not required and that adds up to a probate bill of sixty-seven fifty, six thousand seven hundred fifty bucks. Wow! If, however, and that's on half a million. 
And that's got to be paid up front, by the way. A lot of people don't realize that. Up front, before anything gets sold or distributed or anything like that. If, however, the individual has two wills and only the primary will governing the assets held in the bank account is probated, the estate will pay $2,250 in probate fees. I didn't do the math on this, but instead of $6,750, it's well, now... It's $450, cheaper. Look, look at you, Mr. Math was over there. So it's a lot, it's a lot less expensive. <laughs> Depending on the value of the estate, having multiple wills can yield significant probate tax savings. And that was the point that we were trying to make a few weeks ago when Andrew Monroe was here talking to us about uh, the use of a bear trust. And by the way, we've had tons of calls as a result of that show. Um, Yeah, I think people heard about bear trust for the first time. And that's what we try to do here on the Avoid Probate Show is educate our listeners so that uh, they can... They can avoid the probate nightmare. And yep. if you're looking for more information in that regard, you can call toll-free 1-844-667-7628, or you could send Jason an email, uh, info at avoidprobate.ca. That's info at avoidprobate, one word, dot C-A. Shall we take a break? Let's take a break. Top up your tea and your coffee, and we'll see you in a few minutes. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Marilyn is a good daughter who wants the best for her elderly mom. Um, why is she overdrawn on her account? What's going on here? Her mom had money, much of which was tied up in non-registered accounts like GICs, paying next to no interest, which meant... She was dipping into her capital big time because the residence she was staying in was very costly. So she was overdrawn on her account four times a month. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs using her power of attorney. The bank refused, saying the accounts were in her mom's name only, and then rubbed salt in the wound. They pushed it back on the family and said it was all our fault. We should have been on top of it, not them. That's when Marilyn got a hold of Jason at avoidprobate.ca. He accompanied Marilyn to the bank to move mom's money. Why? The insurance companies now have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks have. Plus, we can also put a 100% death benefit guarantee on the account once it's at the insurance company. Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca. I don't know how long my mother is going to live. None of us know. So my thing was, if she lives to 100, there'll be more than enough money to sustain her. How was avoidprobate.ca able to help Marilyn's mom? It's a good news story. The account is earning much more than it did when it was at the bank in a low-paying GIC. But more importantly, it's still 100% mom's money. There's no joint owner on the account, but there is a beneficiary on the account, which wasn't there before. Which means no tax issues and no probate to worry about. I share my story with as many people as I can, and I hand out Jason's cards to lots of people and say, call this man. He'll walk you through it. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. Once upon a time on Vision TV, a young animal surgeon arrived in rural Yorkshire. And all creatures, great and small, came out to welcome him. I do see how you feel, Mr. I'll think a lot about this, cat. Yes, I'm sure you do. It'll be a very big loss to me. Hmm. Right then, what do you propose to do about it? Well, let's see. 
Catch every trial and misadventure of all creatures great and small. The 1970s classic tales of James Harriet airs Tuesday nights at 10 on Vision TV. This flu season, I'm helping to protect myself. My doctor recommended FluZone high-dose quadrivalent flu vaccine because it's specifically designed for people over 65. As I get older, my immune system naturally gets weaker over time, so I feel better knowing... This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Ted Wallace and Jen Jason Laidler. And uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, the information provided in this program is for general consumption only, and it is not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. Every situation is different, so if you have legal or investment questions, you should speak with a licensed expert, or of course you can contact Jason. Email info at one word, avoidprobate.ca. Toll free, 1-844-667-7628, 1-844-667-7628. Jason? Yeah, Ted, I want to continue with this thought about the uh, additional wills, because so far we've just reviewed basically what Andrew Monroe had to say with the secondary will. But moving on, you know, beyond having a primary will and a secondary will, there are some circumstances where a third, fourth, or fifth will may be beneficial. People, I'm sure, are shocked to hear this, but um, let me explain. Individuals with foreign assets, lots of people have foreign assets. They may consider a tertiary will, a third will, in other words, to deal with those foreign assets in foreign jurisdictions, which may be subject to probate in those jurisdictions. Ah. So, again, it's, it's, it's just a function of keeping things organized and tidy so that they're easier to deal with. I mean... Um, uh, so the, the will, will the individual's foreign assets governed by the tertiary will can be administered without the delay of obtaining probate of the primary will. So, you know, depending on what the rules are, maybe it just makes it easier to deal with those those foreign assets. Another use of a tertiary will is in circumstances where it's not clear if an asset will require probate or not. So, for example, an, an art collection. You mentioned art earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the individual may not want to include a particular asset in their primary will or secondary will if there's a risk that the categorization of, of the asset is not accurate. I remember I said you can't, you can't contaminate the wills. So if you're not sure of, of whether or not it uh, checks all the boxes and is suitable for that will, it can go into its own separate will. So by dealing with any ambiguous assets in a tertiary will, the individual can have confidence that their estate plan will not be impacted and their estate trustee or trustees, can determine if the asset requires or does not require probate at the relevant time. Okay, well, I wanted to just, like I said, follow up on the message from the other week because we had such a good response. Thank you to the listeners. Keep those calls and emails coming. Um, I will say we endeavor to reply to everyone. I, I still think we're batting a 1,000 on that score. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I do see... Um, with gratitude, uh, the occasional listener or, or emailer will write me back and say, hey, I'm following up on the note I sent you three days ago about blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, right, sorry. So I do reply. Sometimes a couple slip through the cracks. But I do, if I if I don't get back to you, send me a gentle reminder. I promise you I will reply one way or another. Yes. All right, changing topics here. Um, briefly, uh, listeners, Zoomer listeners, welcome, by the way, to the Avoid Probate Show. Jason Laidler here with Ted Wallachin. 
The regular listeners will know uh, we often make reference to Industrial Alliance. We've had some of their people yeah. on the show. Uh, Angelina was here not too long ago. Talk, because it's part of the solution, and they are the number one uh, insurance company in the country today in terms of investment options in the insurance world. I think they're the fourth largest insurance company in the country. They've been here 130 years. Uh, we talk about the fact that you know we use independent advisors, so we're not tied to any one particular financial institution when we are helping uh, somebody manage their investments. But you know we have preferences, and the fact is we like to deal with industry leaders, and certainly Industrial Alliance is one of those industry leaders. Certainly. Now, to that end, um, it's news. I've, I've got a news story here. They have announced, because they're always... You know, trying to do a better job and, and expand their Introduce services. new options. Introduce new options. And those options include different investment options. There's already, I, I think Mark said there was like 86 different funds or something. Well, now there's four new different funds. And there was already basically something for everybody. But because they're an industry leader, you know, they're, they're trying to be, they're trying to cover all the bases. They're trying to make sure that they do have something for everybody. So all I want to do is just list the names of the new four funds that are coming into effect in the next uh, day or so. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm going to name, just going to name them. I'm not going to describe them. Number one, the fixed income management portfolio. So that is another investment option other than the bank where we can, we can move the, the money from the bank over to the insurance company. And now we can put some of that money in the fixed income managed portfolio or fund number two, the global multi-sector bond fund. Most people know what bonds are, have some knowledge of what bonds are. This is managed by Loomis Sales. These guys are world leaders in uh, fixed income uh, investment management. And, and one of the other funds they have in Industrial Alliance is, is a top performer. Third new fund, the Fidelity Global Innovators Fund. So a couple things here. Fidelity, very popular uh, investment house. A lot of people have heard of Fidelity, I would think. Um, great reputation. And so this is Industrial Alliance, you know, tapping into third-party expertise. So these would be Fidelity Advisors that you can now have access to through this fund. Um, innovation, I, I'll just read quick here. Targets companies that are particularly innovative in today's rapidly evolving context and provides high return potential. Not for everybody, of course. You know, no one fund is. That, that goes without saying. We create a balanced portfolio for each individual investor to suit their particular investment needs. Every situation is different. We want to make sure that the investor is comfortable. They understand what the investment options look like. They're not carved in stone. We can tweak them anytime we want to tweak them. We have regular reviews. That's the way it's supposed to be done. Uh, finally, the fourth new fund uh, is called the Fidelity Multi-Asset Innovation Diversified Fund. That's a mouthful. I'll say it one more time. The Fidelity Multi-Asset Innovation Diversified Fund, another third-party fund offered through the managers at So for Fidelity. those people who didn't have an opportunity to write this down, if they'd like more information on any of these funds, best way to access exactly. that information would be? Call us. Call the office. Email us. You know, I, like I said, if there was 86 before, now there's 90. As of the end of the first quarter of this year, 2021, very recent data, the top 20 funds available in the country amongst all the insurance carriers, Industrial Alliance had nine out of the top 20, wow. including four out of the top five, including the number one fund in the country. So, yeah, if you want any more information about you know, the intricacies, intricacies of these uh, funds, easy for you to say, 
just give us a call and we can make recommendations and we've got something for everybody and we'd be happy to just do a review for you and show you what some of these options are, which will avoid probate because we can put a beneficiary on it. And the number 1-844-667-7628-1844-667-7628. Email info at avoidprobate.ca and you are listening to Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio. Back in a moment. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. All right, let's head down to 190 Baldwin, heart of Kensington Market. That's where we'll find Tom's place. Tom Hollick is standing by on the line with us. Hello, Tommy. How are you? How's the fall treating you and your staff at Tom's Place? Ted, the fall has been treating us well. The numbers are down. Customers can come into our store. They can shop for fall merchandise. We have hundreds and hundreds of sport jackets that we are, we're going to sell to the radio listeners starting at 199 to 249 Some of these jackets sold for seven, eight, or $900. It doesn't mean anything anymore. We're going to sell it at one ninety nine to two forty nine. Wow! We have hundred hundred percent wool trousers that are spectacular, only for the radio listeners between seventy five dollars to ninety nine dollars. We're going to make three lips and shirts that are one forty five each. Three of them for one forty five. So we have great specials going on in the store. We're open Remembrance Day. Please come and shop with confidence to Tom's Place, and please mention the radio discount. Yes. Thank I, you very much. Dad. I will do. I'll come there just for the lips and shirts alone. 190 Baldwin in the heart of Kensington Market. Tom's Place. Welcome back to the Avoid Probate Show. Jason Laidler here with Ted Wallachin. Glad you're joining us on this beautiful Sunday. Uh, let's talk about something that seems to be a popular segment of the show, Ted, the mailbag. Yes. Yes, we don't get enough time for the mailbag. I know. I'm a, I, as, as Kelly, our producer, is also a big mailbag fan. Right, Every, right, everybody's Kelly? a mailbag fan. You know, when the show is is airing on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. I'm not kidding, I get text messages from people who are impatient telling me, get to the mailbag, get to the mailbag. That happens every week. So, let's get to the mailbag. <laughs> okay. I, I had a meeting with um, this lovely lady uh, in the east end of the city. Yeah. Let's call her Sally. Um, Coast, she's she's a Costa Rican lady, so if she's listening, she might know who I'm talking about. Uh, Pura Vida, Costa Rica, by the way. Um, I've been there. Beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, can't wait to go back. Anyway, Costa Rican lady. Uh, her husband passed away earlier this year. Of course, he was in charge of all the finances and took care of everything, and she just was left at a loose end. And so she called us. And we went out there to see her face-to-face. Uh, we do that. We can wear masks or not wear masks or whatever makes people comfortable, of course. Um, in the nicer weather, we can sit outside and have the meetings outside. And that's that's an option. But anyway, she had a friend, a neighbor, who was a good friend of hers, um, Scottish lady. Um, I don't know, call her Betty. And this is something that we're, we're seeing quite a bit. And I, le- I love it. I love it when... Uh, the listener has invited a friend or or they're 
adult child mm-hmm. to attend the meeting. Sure. Because that just makes just makes our job easier. Sure. Right? It's extra ears. It's another opinion. It just helps to to get things understood that much quicker. So between the between the two of them but we've been able to help her. But the question here, the one thing that remains, there were rifts. So uh, the late husband had rifts at the bank. And the lady, she couldn't find out for some reason. I didn't quite understand why she didn't know, but she didn't know if the rifts yet had been transferred over to her name. So we were processing paperwork to do this transfer over to the insurance company and recreate the portfolio and put beneficiaries on it and avoid probate because there's registered and non-registered money. So we were going to do what we do. But then it occurred to me, well, I, I can't send transfer instructions um, to the bank if it's not in her name. So we need. So I literally called the bank from her dining room table. Of course, I got a message. I left a message for the lady. Uh, she didn't call back in the time that I was there, but it turns out she did call back to her credit uh, later in the day, and she did confirm that uh, the rifts had been transferred over to uh, Ms. Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. So now I can do the transfer. But bank lady said at the same time when she called her back, she said, yeah, the rifts have been transferred, but you can't transfer them. So I asked, uh, so I said, why not? She goes, I don't know. She goes, she just told me you can't transfer them. I said, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Why? It's your money. Well, now, now it's your money. Now that it's been transferred into your name. So now it's your money. There's no two ways about that. And if you want to transfer it, you can transfer it. Now, I understand if they're GICs and there's maturity dates on them, then we've got to wait for these stupid maturity dates to, to come. But I don't think that's the case here because I looked at the statements and uh, I didn't see any GICs, thank goodness. So I told her, I said, don't worry, I'm going to send transfer instructions anyway and we'll see what happens. And that's where we're at right now. I don't have an answer. Stay tuned. Well, I'll be um, interested to find out uh, what, what happened. It's going to be interesting. And, and yep. Because they won't tell me anything. You know, I, They will not tell me when I call the bank to get information. Forget it. Um, this actually happened another uh, mailbag story. I wasn't going to share it, but I will now because you just reminded me. Getting back to GICs that are, that are maturing, uh, we transferred a, a GIC some time ago earlier this year for this lovely couple. Okay, well, GIC number two matured late September. So they said, okay, Jason, same same financial institution. Nothing's changed. So I send the transfer forms to the financial institution to, to move the money from GIC number two. Nope, rejected, as usual. Every form I send gets rejected, man. It's it's a good thing I got thick skin. But <laughs> I, call, I call them up. Okay, what what's the problem? Of course, they don't call me to tell me it's rejected. I gotta, no. I got to call them like three weeks later. And they're like, well, when did they you? They only see? call you. Don't you recall this this great story we, we read in the air? That the only time the banks contact you is when they want to sell you something. Yeah, it seems that way. So, for some reason, I don't know, the proceeds from the second GIC did not go into the same account as the first GIC did. Well, I used the same account number. I had no reason to not use the same account number as GIC number one. Nobody told me it was a different account number. In fact, the, the owners didn't even know that it was a different account number. So when I called them and said, why was it rejected? They said, well, it was the wrong account number. The account number you used was NSF. It's a different account. I said, there was no, no point in me even asking for the account number. They're not going to give me the account number. So I called the owners, my clients. And I said, you guys need to call and find out what the account number is because they'll tell you once you pass the security test on the phone. They'll tell you what the account number is, and then you can tell me, and I'll resubmit the transfer form. Anyway, that's what, that's what happened. And so that's the thing. Anyway, we got, we got the money moved. I'm just saying, you know, they don't make it easy. That's for sure. Transfer forms are rejected. I just assume they're going to be rejected once. Sometimes they're rejected twice. 
Okay, well, unfortunately, that's uh, all we have time for the mailbag again. I know it's it's a popular segment. I promise, I promise, I promise we'll do an extended mailbag at some point. But right now, we need to watch the clock. Uh, the producer's given us the nod, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Walsh and Jason Laidler, of course, is the founder and the president CEO, um, Big Kahuna, of Avoid Probate. Bottle washer. This week, uh, we will be uh, pausing for a moment to pay tribute to those who made the ultimate sacrifice. Of course, Remembrance Day is this Thursday. And I had an opportunity, and if you wish to to hear, you may do this on my podcast to speak with the executive, uh, the National Executive Director of the Royal Canadian Legion to talk about poppies, the significance of the poppy campaign. It's the number one fundraiser for the Legion. By far, absolutely. And uh, also, too, about Remembrance Day in, in general. You might find that interesting. You can find my podcast. It's available on Apple and Spotify and iHeart and virtually everywhere where you find podcasts. So it's an important day, and it's a day that, that you participate in. Yep, uh, for sure. It's near and dear to my heart, of course. Uh, I'm the past treasurer of the local legion, by the way, so I'm familiar with the intricacies of the poppy fund, how it works. Mm-hmm. It does a lot of good things, and they are governed very strictly as to how those funds can be used. They have to be used for the benefit of veterans, of course, and uh, mm-hmm. there's no end to that, potentially. So, yeah, please give, I guess, what, hopefully we'll see poppy boxes out this year. I know they weren't out uh, during COVID. But that's, everything changed. Everything changed. COVID, but we're almost back to um, some kind of normal. Yeah, and speaking of getting back to normal, um, I have been acting as the, the solo piper for the town of East Gwillimberry's official Remembrance Day service probably over 20 years now. And they're one of the few municipalities that um, honors the day on the day. It doesn't matter what the day is. Mm-hmm. So instead of the Sunday before, a lot of towns and a lot of parades will be the Sunday before. Uh, th- well, will be today. Yeah. Uh, it will be this Sunday. If it's, hopefully it's nice enough for parade weather. There were no parades during covid of course, but that's that's changing, and I believe that um, East Gwillimberry, the town that borders Newmarket to the north, is going back to the old uh, real uh, personable service out front of the municipal building there. They've asked me to, p- to be the piper once again. I look forward to that. So, <laughs> yep, remember Remembrance Day on Thursday. Thursday. And remember to tune in again next Saturday, or next Sunday, next or whatever Sunday. day you want. Sure. Just tune in. Yeah, we we'll won't be, be here on Saturday, Saturday but... Uh, you, Next Sunday, I think, we'll be here, I hope, right? Yeah, good to be back. Thanks to uh, Kelly, our, our awesome producer. Thanks to the listeners for joining us again today. Thanks to Ted Walshin for his decades of radio excellence. See you next Sunday.
You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.